Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on episode 25, season three of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Uh, how was your weekend after a great Warriors win and some great clashes along the way? I didn't do too well in my tips, unfortunately, but um, you had a better night. Uh, yeah, the the Warriors win it just cap, caps off the weekend. It's always good starting your weekend like that um it's not so good when the Warriors lose early in the weekend and leaves a sour taste in your mouth but uh when the Warriors put on the amount of points they did which we haven't seen in quite some time um very satisfying mate definitely definitely and see Simon's here nice and early evening Simon um while we're here live on Wednesdays at 8pm you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio um, as always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of Round 22 and our picks. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as questions we've got for each other. Um, we'll then go into preview Round 23 and Round 1 of the NRLW um, before making our tips. Um, we'll then end the night with a recap of Super League. So uh, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well jump straight into the top stories. And see, Jacko's here too. Evening, Jacko. Hey, Jacko. Um, so first, um, a bit of a bit of somber news. Um, during the the week, there was um the announcement that um Paul Green had passed away. Um, further news came out later on that um he took his own life. Um, what's your your thoughts on Paul Green before we go on? Well, obviously, um. Premiership winning coach at the Cowboys, also a very good player and and coach Queensland, but a very respected figure in, in rugby league. So, yeah, it's very sad to hear the news during the week uh, about what happened, and and obviously you feel for his family, and and it's just a reminder, I guess, of the perhaps the pressures and scrutiny that that head coaches can come under, and and in the public eye and you know it's it must be a tough gig and um yeah obviously obviously it's devastating news for the whole league community so yeah um, yeah and 
there were talks that um, Wayne Bennett was looking at bringing him into the fold at the Dolphins as well. Um, but yeah, very shocking uh, out of the blue. And um, in the aftermath of um, what happened with Green, um, Broncos coach Kevin Walters has come out and urged the NRL to consider more mental health support, particularly around players, coaches and support staff. And Brayton Astor added to it by calling that the NRL should have a mental health around next season. Um, they, they've done a few videos this week about um, getting, like, I think it was it was something about, um, you know, always look for the offload, I think was mm. the, the, the um, statement they're making, trying to encourage um, people that if they're not feeling great, um, just to, to have a chat. Um, I don't know if my partner's watching. I get grief from her all the time for bottling it as she says so i am no no master of it but yeah um i think it's just a a, a reminder that um if you're feeling down reach out to someone there's always someone around um yeah and um yeah hopefully it, we don't see any more of it anytime soon um but yeah that's really all i had on it it was just very very sad and um the cowboys i'm sure it's going to give them a little little burst of um incentive i guess to finish their year strong um yeah for someone that was so key in their their history um which is great news for them but probably not so great for us warriors fans this weekend yeah it's true um but uh, next bit of news, um, as mentioned last week, there was the Warriors Members Forum that I was going to. I went with my little notebook to take notes. Um, good to see a few people we haven't seen in a while. Um, TK, I see is here. I got to sit with TK for it, and um, it was a good night. It was kind of not a lot of information that you don't already expect, as you know, Richie, as someone who's gone to them before. But yeah. um, it's just good to get out of the house sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, but I did take a, a quick picture, which I've sent to Paul, so hopefully he can bring it up. Um, Cameron George spent some time. They've kind of released more news on it um, this week, but um, kind of showed like a game plan of their pathways. And hopefully you guys can see that all right. Um, but they showed from 2020 to 2025 to show what's happened with COVID, what fell away, and then what's coming back. So next year... Um, and 2024, they're bringing the New South Wales Cup and the SG Ball in. They've also announced today that um, Adam Blair is going to be the coach of the SG Ball side and Slade Griffin will be the coach of the New South Wales Cup side. Um, so the next two years, they're going to have them and they're looking at around 80 people, uh, young kids a week training in their development program. And then in 2025, they want um, all of that stuff and um, the NRLW women's side and a Harold Matt's Cup side, which I believe is under 16s. Um, it might be under 17s now. I'm not too sure. It's 16 or 17. But um, it's at least showing there's a pathway. I know um, there's been a lot of criticism and um, the like in the media from um, Mr. Kemp and a couple of others about how the Warriors aren't looking at New Zealand this if it happens, it'll be great. You know, it might not happen, but um, it's at least they've put the plan in place saying this is what we want to do. 
Mm. And um, yeah, Simon's just said it's great news about New South Wales Cup and SG Ball. That's um, the most important thing in my eyes. I think we've talked about it on the show that during COVID without New South Wales Cup and that a lot of the young warriors that we're seeing thrown into first grade haven't got to learn their their trade yet. So they're kind of learning on the job in the in the top stage, which isn't ideal for them or for the Warriors. So um, your likes of, you know, Rocco Berry and those other young guys, the Kepu twins, they can get into New South Wales Cup and play regular football there. They'll be ready for when it's time to go to first grade. So I think it's a good step in the right direction. Um, but what's your take Richie, I know I sent you this picture mm, when I got home yep. that night. Um, yeah, it's nice to see sort of and writing a framework in place. You know, it's well documented that the whole COVID period has um, has hit our, hit our club in particular very hard in terms of um, the development side of things. Um, and I think when you look this year at at the Kiwis um, with only with no warriors in the starting lineup, I believe maybe yeah. one or two in the in the wider squad. Um, how hard that sort of how, how that's affected the warriors. So it's nice to see a framework in place. Hopefully, over the next few years, it, it starts to pay dividends, and and we saw see more young Kiwis coming through our ranks again. Yeah, and I, I forgot to mention there's two parts in there that are highlighted yellow. Um, that is in 23 and 24. Um, the NRL side, they their goal is to have a third of the roster local talent. And then in 2025, they want it 50-50 or 40-60 as the goal, um, which is another good thing is I know there's been a lot of criticism that it feels like it's just all Australians playing for them now. Um, but yeah, so that, that's also a good goal and it's in writing on there and hopefully it's something they can stick with and um, Adam Blair from All I've Heard's been doing really well with the kids, so I think he's the right guy for the job there. Um, mm. And yeah, fingers crossed it means a, a fruitful future for us. Um, it'll definitely make this show more enjoyable um, if yeah. it means if it means Warriors success down the road. So um, yeah, I thought that was the the biggest point to take out of the forum. I just guess one one question then uh, in here is we were talking perhaps about. Um, Stacy or one of the um, or the other, one of the other coach, coach assistant coaches they said is staying on, hoping that they might be involved at sort of the lower levels rather than at the top. Does that mean that uh, that that kind of goes out the window? That does. Um, that was one of the ones we talked about last week behind the paywall, um, which I have. Um, after you guys abused me, I've actually paid for the oh, New Zealand good man. <laughs> so I can get us the scoops and Murphy's Law, there's been no big scoops on the premium this week. But um, yeah, they basically announced that Justin Morgan and Stacey Jones are going to stay as assistants for the top side. Okay. Um, which, um, yeah, I'm 50-50 on it. I like the idea of keeping Stacey there. Justin Morgan, I'm happy to help pay for his flight home. But um, <laughs> it is it is what it is. And um, no, yeah. remember, folks, this is someone who didn't want to pay for the uh, yeah, pay for the New Zealand yeah. Herald. He's willing to pay oh, for the flights. Oh, Jeez, I'm, I'm, paying, I'm paying the big, I'm paying the big dollars now. <laughs> um, and yet, Jacko said no worries in starting 17 shows that the best Kiwis are all playing for Aussie clubs. Um, mm. huge job awaits. A decent pathway system is an absolute must, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't mean that you know the Kiwis next year are going to have 80% warriors because of this pathway, it is something that's going to take time. 
you look at Penrith, for example, they're the the cream of the crop when it comes to developing the pathways. And it took a couple of years um, to bring those guys through. But it's just going to be better having, I think, these young guys actually getting New South Wales Cup experience before thrown into first grade. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a win-win there. Um, and, yeah, if if the Warriors' top side isn't doing well, hopefully the New South Wales Cup side's doing all right, so we've got another Warriors team to cheer on. So. But um, we'll move on from that now. Uh, the Tigers have revealed um, a $78 million center of excellence. It's um, If you've watched American sport, it's very similar to the American sport environment. So it's got like a training field, um, NRL and NRLW, dressing rooms, gym, swimming pool, sauna, steam room. They've even got a barber in there. Um, it's essentially a one-stop shop for players to prepare for footy. Um, I did see there was a lot of stuff coming out. They've got um, legends of the of the club and little facts, and they had an era with Benji Marshall's one where they said he won a premiership with the Dragons. Um, so they fixed that. <laughs> um, they'll fix that. But what did you see anything on it, Richie? No, not really. I, I just saw your notes. I thought it was pretty funny. they got a barber there. Hopefully that means no more. Shocking haircuts. Um, uh, and the word excellence in Tigers uh, being put in the same sentence also made me chuckle. But hopefully it helps them because uh, they've been languishing for a better part of over a decade now. Yeah. And um, Simon says he guesses it's not necessarily a violation of salary cap if they have a centre of excellence. No, it's fine. It's it's a training facility. Um, so it, it doesn't count for your cap or anything like that. But yeah, they need all the help they can get. To be brutally honest, so if they've they've got the money to to do it, you know, um, it's great. Um, it looks, from what I've seen, it looks like a great um, thing. It would definitely, I think, be a carrot to tour. Like if you're trying to bring players into the club, when they see that's where they get to call home, you know, it, it looks quite inviting. So that could be a, a nice little carrot to lure some players there because they're going to need them. So people like Papaliti don't want to backflip, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, nice. they, they spent $78 million to make sure Papaliti doesn't back, backflip. <laughs> um, we'll go on to the Bulldogs now. They've finally, we can stop talking about rumours. They've announced that Cameron Serraldo has been signed on as head coach. He's been given a five-year deal starting next year. Um, it was kind of the most obvious thing that was going to happen. But what's what's your take on five years for a guy in his first gig, do you think it's a risk, or do you think if it's not working good, we'll just flick him out anyway, like they did with Barrett? Yeah, five years for a rookie coach. I mean, you could say it's risky. Um, I mean, we saw Trent Barrett was sort of a rookie coach too, and we've seen how that how that worked out. And we know Gus Gould, um, he could be cutthroat at any organization he's at. We've seen it with the Panthers. He he fired Cleary and hired Anthony Griffin, and and so we've seen he's he's got he's got form in that area, um, but Cameron Serraldo has some pretty pretty big reps on him. There must be some sort of truth to that. Um, if people are so many clubs have been chasing him and willing to pay him a, a good wage, so we'll see how it works out. I mean, obviously, assistant coach is a lot different to a head coach role than 
coaching the Bulldogs is a lot different to coaching at the Panthers. Um, but he's got a couple of big recruits coming next year. So, yeah, um, he's what he's got to work with is a lot better than what Trent Barrett had to work with. Is it a double-edged sword, though, having all those the expectations because of that roster coming in? And the expectations if, will be high. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I he's the best candidate for the job if he it was what he wanted. Um, I still think Mick Potter um, had potential, but yeah. Um, yeah, they've gone with Seraldo, and yeah, like Jacko said, you've got both Panthers assistants going to the Dogs and the Warriors, and we'll get to see who who has the better rub of the green at the start of their um, first grade careers. Um, I have my fingers crossed it's Webster, but um, we've got more news. We since we've got rid of the rumours about coaching, we'll go back to players. So rumours are swirling again that Cameron Munster is set to sign a four-year deal with the Dolphins that will make him the highest-paid player in the NRL. Do you think it will actually happen, Richie? They've said it many times already, and they keep saying no, no, no. But now it's firming as potentially a yes. Money talks, Brad. Like Honestly, I would have said that he looks good at Melbourne and he looks comfortable at Melbourne, but money always talks. So, you know, um, the Dolphins have missed out on a couple of um, big targets they had. So, and Munster's one of the hottest properties in the game right now. So if they throw him a pretty sizable offer, um, might be pretty hard to turn down. And I think if I'm honest, Cameron Munster changes the complexion of the Dolphins. If you put him into their roster, things start looking a lot more rosy for them. Definitely. If he if he can get there, they'll go from 17th to 16th. So it'll be great for them. Um, it'll be great. Yeah. He, he's kind of done everything. Um, yeah. So Jacko said Munster turned down the Storm's latest offer to go to open market in November. So, yeah. I think, I think if he was going to stay with the Storm, he would have taken their offer. Mm. Um, but, yeah. What else can he... he can he do um, in Melbourne, to be brutally honest? Um, money does talk, but I think some players like to challenge themselves too. Um, you've won won a title with Melbourne. Um, you've done everything you can there, really. Maybe it is time, or maybe he's just seen the writing on the wall with all these other Storm players leaving. Um, mm. Maybe it's the time to leave. Leave while um, the Storm is still going reasonably well um, and not be the guy that has to carry this side, potentially. I'm not sure, but we'll keep our ear to the ground and hopefully we'll have something a bit more sturdy. I say it probably won't be till November-ish, um, so we'll probably be finished our season by then. Um, but if there's something big announcement, I'm sure we can do a, a special one-off or something, but we'll figure it out. But hopefully we've got some news before then. Um, Junior Paulo um, has pledged his allegiance to Samoa for the upcoming World Cup. Uh, what's your take on that as the uh, the token Samoan on the show? <laughs> uh, yep, fantastic, mate. They're building quite a squad now, so um, just gets me gets me more and more excited to to see what Samoa might produce in the upcoming World Cup. Obviously, yeah. my my allegiance is firmly Kiwis, but um, Samoa is a nice second option I have in my pocket. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what what these big names might do polo and um also some of the other ones like luai and guys like that so 
Yeah. Yep. It's exciting. It'll make make the World Cup interesting for us, both Kiwis fans, but you're going with Samoa and I go with Tonga. So, yeah. Yeah. It keeps that island flair going, but it'll be, it's making the World Cup look more exciting, I think. Mm. So, um, yeah, great news. And we probably potentially have more news in the next coming weeks on other players. Um, But um, we've got um, Isaiah Papali'i. Um, his management have reportedly contacted the Tigers and confirmed that he is going to honour his contract. Um, so the the exciting news we were potentially talking about him coming to the Warriors and whatnot, um, we can basically put that all to bed. And I, I think um, taking my bias out of the way, I think it is the best decision for everyone. I think um, you kind of need, if you're signing contracts, I'm sick of seeing these players leave them. So sign a contract and honour it. So it's good to see that um, cooler heads have prevailed and he will go to the Tigers. Um, what's your take on it? Yeah, I tend to agree. I, As much as it would have been great to have him come here, that's, that's kind of why I asked you the question I asked you last week to see how you would feel about him coming here if that meant he broke a contract that he'd signed. I'm, I'm like you, I'm getting... It's it's pretty tiresome seeing that contracts don't mean anything in, in rugby league. So it, I'm hoping he does go there and um and you know honor his contract because I think he could be massive for, for the Tigers with Uppy Coruscant going there as well. Yeah, um, that that club needs a couple of big names like that. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's not all the players. Like there are times when clubs, you know rip up yep. a contract and they're like if someone they've signed a big deal contract with a player and that player is not playing well they immediately start looking to see if they can offload them somewhere so it, it is a two-way street but that's- um hopefully this is going to be the start of them being a bit more stern i think that's where the nrl needs to step up and actually make these um contracts a bit more uh concrete but mm-hmm. um we'll see what happens there um We've got a, a whole lot here on the Newcastle Knights. Um, as your Wooden Spoon team, um, I thought we we better mention it, but uh, Caelan Ponga um, got into the news this week. He was found in the toilets of a bar with Kurt Mann. Um, Ponga's dad came out and said that his dad, uh, his son had a bit too much to drink and um, Kurt Mann was, you know, holding his hair back for him. Um, <laughs> staff at the bar said that, um, the guys basically had only been there 20 minutes and weren't intoxicated. Um, the NRL has drug tested both players, but the results haven't come out yet. Um, and on top of all of that, Bradman Best and Anari Tuala have been stood down for missing the team bus. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Kalen Ponga for one? If this happens, what type of punishment do you see happening? Because they've kind of already set a platform you know they stood down david clemmer for yelling at a and an on-field assistant um these two have been stood down for being late to a bus so mm. if caleb Pong has done something drug related and he's the captain um what would you see the newcastle knights having to do they're kind of painting themselves in a corner they can't just not punish him exactly i, I think you shared the same opinion i did brad when the club came out against Clemmer for um, refusing to come off the field. I thought they were over the top there. Um, yeah. I mean, look, we don't have any hard evidence right now, but looking at no. those at what happened there, 
I think you can kind of read between the lines, um, so to speak. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of punishment, not too sure, mate. I've heard watching NRL 360, uh, Buzz Rothfield sort of talking about he should be stripped of his captaincy. Maybe that's one route they can go um, because you would expect a bit more from your, your club captain, highest paid player, just signed on a, on a huge contract. Um, yeah, you'd you'd expect them to set more of a standard. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be um, yeah, a biggie. Jacko said they should just find Ponga and make it a biggie. Yeah, because I was having a conversation with my nana of all people um, <laughs> about it last night and said like, you know, banning him from games isn't going to help because we're going to talk about it later in Casualty Ward. He's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, so banning him for a game is going to do nothing and they're not going to want to ruin their chances next year by starting the season without him, um, which, you know, if he is in potentially trouble once these drug things come back, it may be taken out of their hands. But um, we just got to wait and see. And um, Jacko yeah. also said he needs to break away from his dad manager. I yeah. was just going to say I agree completely, Jacko. His dad is talking – way too much for him in the media and if it comes out and they've they've been doing naughty things in that toilet then it just shows his dad's lying to try and cover up for him so yeah. what does that say yeah and it's not good to have families in charge of management yeah i feel like it's the same with in a, any working situation working with families not really ideal um and yeah, Paul says we should get my nana on the show. I can't even get her to watch the show. She doesn't understand how technology works, Paul. Um and she wouldn't be the only one to know more than us. Yeah. <laughs> we set a pretty low bar. She is the one who got me into league, so she should know something. Um but yeah, it's gonna be an interesting week, I think. So we'll have probably have a lot more on the Newcastle situation by next Wednesday. So I uh, look forward to us discussing that because I know Richard loves talking about the woes of the Knights as much as I do about the Dragons. So It's fantastic, yeah. Um, last bit of news before we move on. Uh, it's kind of new. There was an email come out um, from the Warriors for um, the last round of the season is also their last home game against the Titans. They're going to use that to celebrate the anniversary of their 2002 Grand Final um, appearance. Um, former players are going to be there um and they've also announced that after the match they're actually going to have their season awards they usually do um you know your season end of year awards best player all that all that jazz they're actually going to do it live at the stadium and they're inviting all the fans that are at the game onto the pitch for it um which just sounds like a great idea getting um, a chance to get out on mount smart and um, potentially see some of the players up close which is something us kiwi fans haven't got to do that much um but yeah it should be a great way to end um what's been a poor season and um i think it means you actually have to come up to this one richie um i know i know you keep making excuses to to not come up but um yeah it should be a great time and um it'll be something that we can talk about on the show um in the week after but that was all i have for news so we may as well go into injuries um there was quite a few, but I've only picked out our top dogs. Um, we'll go with Seagulls first. They got hit with two season-ending injuries. Um, Jason Saab is um, injured his ACL, and Jake Trevojevic broke his hand. So um, I, we're going to talk about their, their game in a little bit, but 
How do you think that puts their top eight um, chances now, Richie? Oh, I think they're already putting their own top eight chances to bed, mate. Um, <laughs> I think if you're, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll review the game, but if you're chasing that um, number eight spot and you've got an opportunity to come up against a last place team and you get 40 plus points put on you, it's not boding well. Um, I feel for Saab too. I mean, it, it kind of it was a little innocuous. It wasn't a big contact or anything. He was kind of just leaping for a ball and and yeah, ACL done. How many ACLs have we seen this season? So, well, so many. Um, I I should probably work it out at some point so we can talk about it on the show. But it feels yeah. like we're talking about one every every um, week in this segment. Mm. Um, but we'll we'll change it from the ACL to an MCL. Um, which is Sharp Toby uh, Rudolph. He did his MCL, and I haven't seen the official word yet, um, but he potentially could be done for uh, the rest of the season as well. I'm just trying to find it. And Simon says, get my nana a smart TV. Uh, and I'm, I'm spending all this money getting the news from the Herald now. I can't afford yeah. smart TV. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't even have a smart TV next to me right now. Um Hold on. I am just going to the injury section on the website to see if we've got an update on thing. While I'm doing that, uh, Liam Martin from the Panthers rolled his ankle and has been sent for scans. Kalen Ponger, as mentioned earlier, has been um, ruled out for the rest of the year. So what do you think about um, Martin and Ponger while I'm looking? Oh, yeah. Okay. Toby, sorry. Toby Rudolph is going to miss four weeks. Yeah. So he should be back for the second week of finals. Mm. Presuming they make it that far, which they've got every chance. Yeah, and Liam Martin is named this week. Okay, yeah. Well, rolling your ankle is not always the most serious thing. Um, Rudolph's been fantastic for Cronulla as well, so um, he'll be a welcome addition come finals time if he recovers from that in time. And Ponga, I was... Pretty much expecting that would be the outcome. Um, that probably means he won't go to the World Cup too, I'm guessing. He'll probably just try and recoup for um, Newcastle early next year. Um, he did yeah. say that he wanted to play, but with what's just happened, that also might be taken out of his hands as well anyway. Yeah. And I don't, if you're out with um, like concussion protocols and stuff, I don't see Mal Meninga picking him, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, He's got other fullbacks he can pick. Mm. So um, at the moment with how everything's going, I think there's no one within 10 feet of Latrell Mitchell. Um, that's currently healthy. You know, Tommy Turbo's mm. on, on the on the sidelines too. So, and um, Jacko said that Hughes is likely out for Storm. Yeah, there's still question marks around him. He was named to make his return this week, but he potentially could be pulled um, before the game actually happens. I am... Um... I think Tedesco and Dylan Edwards might have something to say about that call of about the trail there, Brad. Tedesco's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, he's no he's no Latrell. Um <laughs> no yeah. Tedesco, he he'll probably um play for Italy. I think Tedesco no. will be a shoo-in for the Kangaroos jersey and Latrell will play centre. You're just being biased there. Um but yeah, they'll they'll both be in the side. We we know yeah. it. It's gonna be a, a big team. But that was all the big ones for the injuries. So we'll go into Naughty Boy Corner. Um, no suspensions this week, but um, a stack load of fines. 
Um, so I'm just going to read the list. Matt Burden um, got fined $1,800 for a shoulder charge. Ryan Madison got $1,800 for dangerous contact. Um, Tui um, Kame, Kame, how do you say it? Kame, Kame yeah, that's it. Kame uh, yeah. Yeah, $1,000 fine for dangerous contact. Um, um, Luciano Leilua got $1,500 for a crusher tackle. Um, Joseph Suwali got $1,000 for a high tackle. Um, Teague Wilton got $1,800 for a dangerous contact. Um, Anthony Milford wins the week, getting $3,000 for a shoulder charge. And Dylan Walker um, got $750 for a high tackle. And um, over on the, the other side of the hemisphere, Corey Norman got, I think it's, <laughs> is it he eight weeks? Yeah. yeah he, he got eight weeks for a Hopawati. Um, which I'm not going to explain on this show. So, Paul, look it up, and everyone else, I'm sure, they will um, know. knows knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so that is our injury corners, which means we'll go into the round. So that means I pass the floor to you, Richie, and you can get us started. Thank you, Brad. Um, Thursday night's match was a battle of the heavyweights, Panthers versus the Storm, and the Storm actually held the Panthers scoreless for the first time in I don't know how long. Brad, you can look that up. Um, 16-0 to the Storm, three tries to zip for the Storm. Nick Meany, Brandon Smith, and David Norfoluma getting on the score sheet for his adopted team. All, all three tries were scored in the first 30 minutes of the game, and we had a, a scoreless second half. But, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a unicorn, Brad, seeing the Panthers held to zip. Um, especially at home. Especially at home. And last week, even without their, their two halves and without Kikau and some big names, they still looked like the Panthers, but not this week. I'm, I'm not being rude. I'm just looking on the other screen to see if I can find the last time they held scoreless. Um, <laughs> It's, it will probably take me longer than our show. That's right. Um, it's been a while. Um, it's been a while. But they, um, the Panthers, they got the job done last week without their halves, but I think um, the biggest difference this week was the um, missing James Fisher-Harris. You know, he's yes. he's probably the best front row in the game right now, um, in my opinion, and um, they just missed his punch up the middle. And if you're, if you're forwards, I'm going to mention it a few times, um, in the show, but if your forwards aren't doing the job up the middle, uh, it doesn't matter if you've got the best backs or the worst backs out there, they're not going to have anything. And um, yeah, Sean O'Sullivan um, and the like, they, they're good fill ins, but I, I think this kind of shows that they're not ready to be first grade regulars. Um, they, they got some decent competition in this one in a storm team without Jerome Hughes, which we've seen the storm fall apart without Jerome Hughes. So mm. The fact that they were able to be as clinical as they were it wasn't wasn't the greatest game by them by any stretch. But mm. you you end a game beating Panthers by sixteen and keeping them to zero, that's a win in my book. Um, the thing I think with the Panthers though, it, it will be very disappointing for them um, this type of result. But they're going to get all their big guys back in time for finals, so they're still heavy favourites in my eyes to go all the way. Um, but yeah. Great effort from the Storm. Um, I've got mm. here Nelson dominated the middle without Fisher yeah. going against him. And we saw Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, and Brandon Smith have field days because of that. And um, Storm are just getting back into the groove at the right time. 
Um, and their defense, I think, is something I, I didn't mention here. Um, their defense is great. If they don't stop you the first time, their cover defense fixes everything up. Um, and that potentially could be the difference when it comes to finals footy for them. So, mm. and yeah, Jacko said the Panthers miss Edwards at fullback big time. Yeah, agree. So he yeah. he's been one of their better players this year. And Anthony Peak on the Brad's Anger wrap up page commented June two thousand fifteen. So there you go. It's yeah. been over seven years. Over seven years. Yeah. Thank you. Very knowledgeable. Um, um, people you have on your page, Brad. Yeah, someone has to be. So yeah. <laughs> Let's move to um, the game we, we want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About time. About time okay. we, we look forward to talking about uh, the Warriors game. Yes, and a forty point, forty plus point victory too. It's been a long time since we've talked about that many tries coming from our team. But all right, I'll, I'll get into it. Warriors forty two, Bulldogs eighteen. Seven, yes, you heard it right. Seven tries for the Warriors. Filiami Valera, Dylan Martinez, Lesniak, Edward Cossey with a double. Um, yes, what a man. His try scoring form is fantastic. Uh, Ali Katoa, Sean Johnson with a vintage Sean Johnson try, and Adam Fennell Blake. And for the Bulldogs, Jake Avarillo, Kyle Flanagan, and the Fox, Josh Adokar with a signature intercept try. Um, yeah, take take the floor, Brad. You were you were at the game. Um, go for it. I know you must be itching to talk about it. Yeah, um, I've never been happier to get a prediction wrong um, with the Warriors yeah. surprising yeah. me here. This was their biggest win since 2016. Um, they look set to win this game for the majority of the match. Um, but I was nervous when the um, Bulldogs scored those two tries quickly in the second half. Um, I was in talking to people on, on Facebook at halftime, and I was basically saying, it's great, 18-6 um, at halftime, you watch the Bulldogs come back. We're, we've been here before. We've been here mm. too many times. Um, but the Warriors didn't drop their heads after those two tries, and um, then they put up a flurry, scoring three in quick succession at the end to put a stamp on it. Um, it was just great to see a decent performance in what's been such a disappointing year. Um, forwards all played well. In particular, it was hard to actually pinpoint anyone um, to be my player to improve in my review this week. I gave it to no one. Um, Sean Johnson, I thought, had one of his better games in some time. Yep. I know everyone's talking about his his intercepts um, try that went to Josh Adokar. He's not the first player. Um, to have that happen to him this year with that okay. But um, take that out of it. I think he, he did quite well. I was looking into his stats because I know SJ is getting a lot of heat from a lot of fans. He's actually 11th in the NRL right now with try assists. And when you think we don't score that many tries, that's not too bad. So he is doing it right. It's just the negatives kind of seem to overtake everything. And, um, you know, when everyone's talking, I'll talk about Burton a little bit. But no one's talking about the fact that Burton sent Dallin to the other end with an intercept try. Mm. All they're talking about are his bombs and stuff. So um, the odd one happens every now and then. And I read with my premium subscription to Herald, there was an interview with Sean Johnson. Um, and he said, like, as soon as he threw that pass, um, he said it, he took it out of his mind and said, all I've got to do is make up for it. And I think he did. Um 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, Jacko said it's great to see Sean Johnson happy again as he looked miserable earlier in the season. Yeah, I I just don't think you can. Um, I think I was talking with a few of the Aussie boys and said you just can't um, take away what it's like to play at home. You know. These guys just look so much happier. Even the game against Storm where they lost at Mount Smart, they still looked better um, than some of these games in Australia. Unfortunately, they got two weeks in Australia against the Cowboys and the Panthers, which isn't the greatest road trip. But um, hopefully it's built some confidence back into them. But um, I thought Dejan Arce, um, Viliami Valia and Ed Cossie all had strong showings. Ed Cossie... His redemption story has been really heartwarming. Oh, it's um, fantastic. You know, I think it's, what, seven tries now in the last four games mm. since his return. Um, it's just one of those things. Um, he When he got dropped after that abysmal game against the Storm, he worked really hard playing for the Dolphins. And that kind of flows back to our new section of New South Wales Cup. Mm. When you have stuff like that, you've actually got a place to put these guys to kind of get their confidence back rather than just say you were real rubbish last week, go out there and be better. It, it just doesn't always work. But, um, yeah, great performance from the Warriors. Um, Jacko said, yeah, the lethal left cook, we need to sign him ASAP. Sounds like it's not going to happen. Um, I would like to keep him, but they do have a lot of halves options coming. So um, I guess if you're looking at it, do you have RC at six or would you have Tamara Martin? Um, you're probably going to go with Martin. So I can mm. see it, but I would like to keep him, but I'd like to keep everybody. So, um, but yeah, I think as much as I want RC, the Warriors need another front rower. So I'd rather them focus on getting another front rower than re-signing RC in that situation. Um, mm. Yeah, and Mikey's mentioned the merch as well. Jack Bertie's been playing well. He is one of the players I expect to be gone at the end of the year. Um, if they're letting Katoa go early, I don't see them re-signing Merch. But I think the way he's been playing the last couple of weeks, he's definitely going to pick up a contract somewhere. Um, I think he's been playing really well. And, um, yeah, Bulldogs, I've just put on here, they are the Bulldogs of old. They scored three tries. Two of them were three mistakes from the Warriors. So if we didn't see Warriors' errors help them, they might have only been one try in this game because they didn't look like scoring anything else. And, um, yeah, poor errors. Burton was kept quiet. He did do a couple of his big bombs, which I finally got to see in person. And um, they are intimidating. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be out there. Um, from the sideline, I saw them, and it was like, that's 
that's no one's idea of a good time. Um, but they just couldn't keep the Warriors forwards contained. That was the that was it. And yeah, Simon said his instincts were right for this game. Good man. I don't even, I don't even want to talk about how great um, Simon's picks were this week. We'll see about that at the end. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully for Bulldogs fans, this was just a blip and they'll go back to being competitive like we've seen for the last month and a half. Um, but yeah, Jacko said um, they looked tired, maybe short turn around, then travel got to them. That's what a lot of people have been saying. Um, but I just don't have sympathy as a as a Warriors fan with all the travel they do. But mm. um, I think personally it was because they went and did some training with the Auckland Blues. And if anything's going to make you bad, it's going to be associating with them. So um, I think that was their downfall. But your take on the game before we move on. Yeah, mate, I loved it, obviously. <laughs> Anytime the Warriors score 42 points, I'm happy. Um, it was 86 at halftime. I think yep. I had three different people message me saying, you confident? Uh, and my answer back was no, I'm not because um, two two try leads to the Warriors at halftime don't mean anything. No. And then the Bulldogs come out after halftime and score two tries almost straight away. And the nerves were pretty high, but um, I was just so pleased the boys didn't drop their head. And not only did they answer back, they actually piled it on in the last 10 minutes and and put a team yeah. away, which we haven't seen in so long. So, um, yeah, I thought our halves were fantastic. I'm loving what the redemption story of Cossie, just like like you already said, took the words out of my mouth. I think they're nicknaming that corner at Mount Smart Cossie's Corner now, so I've heard so. Um, yeah. And they, Mount Smart have come out and said that uh, Roger Shui Vasashek does not have a lifetime ban, so... Yeah, Good news I, was, all around. I forgot to mention that in the news section. So obviously there was a lot more. Um, there was a lot of news about um, Roger Shuivasashek being banned for life from the stadium. I kind of was talking to the Australian guys that talked about it because it broke in Australia before it even was mentioned here um, that Mount Smart doesn't do lifetime bans. They never mm. have. So I, I kind of knew it was probably an overzealous security guard yeah. making these claims. And that sounds like what it was. And um Shui Vasashek's dad um is a good friend of the club he's actually been the MC for most of the members forums we've gone to Richie um yes, he wasn't yeah. this year but uh so it's like if anyone's going to get um told they're welcome back it's going to be him he's in um high in the picking order of Warriors members so um yeah as soon as I saw it, I was like no he'll be back and they the Warriors actually released the press conference saying yeah he is back and I think he's He's bringing a gumboot to the last home game. He's going to yes, do a shoey out of gumboot and raising money for charity. So um, it's good to see. A, a, a nice little story. Um, but, yeah, great. We, we could talk about it all night, but we can't. <laughs> so, um, how was the atmosphere? I just wanted to ask you that. Oh, great atmosphere. Look great on um, TV. Only 16,000 at the stadium, but you, you've been there. 10,000 sounds like 30 in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was cold. That's the one thing I do remember. It was really, really cold. Um, and thankfully, they put on a show so you didn't think about things like the, the weather. Um, but, yeah, it's always a great atmosphere. I still miss the members' tent. If, if TK's still here, um, he, he put a post out on Facebook saying all members should email the club saying we want our members' tent back. 
so um if you're listening um email the warriors and say please bring it back because um that's a, a big important factor as you know richie is guys that have gone there for so long the members tent is an integral mm. part of your game day experience absolutely um, i mean so, i think yeah. that was our ritual we'll, walk up to the game head to the tent before the game have a couple of beers and, and a snack head over to your seat it just it amps you up for the game being around all the other hardcore members so yeah and if you went back, go back after the game absolutely um but yeah great night um hopefully the turnout is better for the final game against the titans it should be titans aren't traveling that well so mm. you'd think a lot more of the the fair weather fans will come out as well um mm. so fingers crossed it's a big one um and that you're there yeah mate trust me i'm gonna do my best to get there um Okay, the next game was the Rabbitohs over the Eels, 26 to nil. Um, the inconsistent Eels are back, so been held scoreless this time. Uh, five tries to nil for the Rabbitohs, Cody Walker, Isaac Thompson, Alex Johnston with a double, as he so often does, and Cody Walker with the tries. Um, 14 nil at halftime, they nearly double it, double their score in the second half. 26-0. Um, what does this game tell you, Brad? Obviously, the Rabbitohs look great, and with the trail there, uh, I think they are um, might touch on it a little bit later, spoiler alert, but I yeah. think they're, uh, they're, they're a threat to a lot of teams if, if they carry this over to the finals time. Um, we've seen the Eels beat some big teams this year, notably the Panthers twice, and, and they've got a good record recently against Melbourne. But I think come finals time, they can't be having off games like this, can they? No, this is the Eels that we're used to, though, or that I'm used to. They were simply outclassed here. Rabbitohs are a really good side right now. But like you said, if the Eels want to be a threat um, in the finals, they need to compete like they've done against the Panthers twice, but do it against everyone. Um, you know, the only chance right now of them winning a premiership is if they play the Panthers every week of the finals. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they just they've just got to be able to find that way, but I just don't think they do. Um, do they have it? Jake Arthur had a poor night, poor guy. You know, he, yeah. um, I feel for him, um, but he's young. He he hasn't found that consistency yet. Um, the return of Mitch Moses may help them get back on track, but we all know my feelings on the flat track bully that is Moses. Um, I don't know if it'll it'll help them. He he's better than Jake Arthur at least. But uh, I just don't see it with the Eels. This is legitimately their last shot at winning a premiership for some time. Mm. And I think they're, they're screwed the pooch on it. So um, <laughs> I don't think they got it. Very eloquent. Um, yeah. Um, and Souths, they just look great right now, as you said. Um, they still made too many errors for my liking. Yeah. Um, but with the way the Eels were playing, it didn't really matter. Um, Damian Cook was great. Star of the show again was Latrell Mitchell. Um, he's just so dangerous, and it's great to watch when it's not against the Warriors. Um, and, yeah, as you just mentioned a little bit there, Rabbits are starting to firm as a title threat for me. Um, they've had some good outings, but holding the Eels to nil um, is a big statement. So, um, yeah, great effort from the Rabbits. Yeah, imagine not scoring any points in a game. That's coming from a Warriors fan. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, um, we even we might have almost had 50 on us but we at least scored 10 
two teams this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Um, so on Saturday, we had the Roosters over the Cowboys uh, in a in a top eight clash. So we had six tries to three for the Roosters. Joseph Soali, Matt Lodge, Daniel Tupo, Sam Verrills, Jared Whitehead Hargraves, and Sam Verrills with a second try. Um, for the Cowboys, Murray Taolangi, Reese Robson, and Tabuai Fado um, with the Cowboys tries. Um, this is a good win for the Roosters, Brad, over the Cowboys, who, as we know, have been travelling really, really well this year. And is that five in a row? For, is it five in a row for the Roosters? I think it is. I think it was. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, uh, people in the chat, but yeah, the Roosters finally starting to show some some Roosters pedigree, and hopefully for um, my preseason predictions, uh, firming themselves as a um, part of the top eight. Yeah, and um, Jacko said they could be the first side to win the comp from outside the top four. Um, it's There again, I put them in the same category as the Storm and the Panthers. They're ones that you they might not, if they're not playing well, you can never really write them off. Yeah. It's, still, it's still the Roosters, so... Um, I don't know how far they'll go, but if you tell me that they win the whole thing, I wouldn't be entirely shocked, to be mm. brutally honest. Um, but yeah, it was an emotional night for the Cowboys, obviously, with the passing of Paul Green. So I thought they'd be up for this match, but the Roosters weren't going to be denied here. It was another strong outing from Victor Radley, and if if Radley plays well, the Roosters play well. Um, yeah. um, big efforts from Matt Lodge and Jared Weir Hargraves. Um, some big big meters from them and they both scored tries which um is good here jacko said that damn lodge played well he's really played well i reckon he could be a player we need a prop we should target him i reckon um <laughs> it'd be it'd be great um we're already paying him so that would be a bonus i was gonna um, say not not bad for a guy the roosters are only paying about 100k towards right yeah um but yeah it was just um as i said earlier about um if with I think it was the Panthers with the forwards not doing the job, the backs don't help. This mm. is what happens when your forwards do well. We could have mentioned it. We did kind of mention the Warriors game too, but um, the Roosters forwards were just a freight train going forward, and that meant all the backs um, and they have some pretty decent ones could just have a field day. And um, it just looks like they're getting back to business. Um, but for the Cowboys, they'll be disappointed. Um, they just didn't play good enough to beat a top eight side. If I'm brutally honest. They're usually solid defense, um, took a big step backwards, and they made too many errors. Um, the, their front row wasn't doing a lot. Um, mm. And, yeah, it just makes everything so much harder for them. But it makes me very nervous as a Warriors fan, as the Cowboys be out to prove um, prove something and play for Paul Green um, back at their first game at home after his passing. So I'm actually super worried and nervous. Um, unfortunately. And yeah, Jacko said that Cowboys have peaked too early. That potentially could be it as well. They might have hit their prime, like the Parramatta that we've seen the last couple of years, where they're the best team on the planet um, about two months too early. Possibly. Although, come finals time, um, you get Townsend and Dearden having a decent game and they do have some very capable forwards. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, Nanai, uh, Neem, um, Cotter, 
those yeah. guys, you get them all firing and they're going to worry some teams in the finals. So uh, although I agree, Jacko, I think they've been, they haven't been at their absolute best the, recently. Um, I think if they fire, they're going to, they're going to worry whoever they're up against. Yeah. Uh, the next game was the Sharks and the Tigers. So the Sharks getting up over the Tigers, 36 to 12, six tries to two for the Sharks. Lachlan Miller, Matt Ikevalu, Royce Hunt, Kay Dykes, son of Adam Dykes, getting his first NRL try. Braden Hamlin Ueli and Jesse Ramian, two tries yeah. for the Tigers, Fatamanu Brown and Luke Garner. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thought the Sharks yeah. were pretty good value, as they have been for a lot of this year, Brad. Um, another team that looks a decent threat this year. Um, Tigers, the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much on here. I just said Tigers played as expected, and so did the Sharks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's all I really had. Um, I did put one more note, which I've said every week since his injury, but Tigers just have no direction without Hastings. And mm. Nico directed the side well. So it's probably the shortest one I've ever had to do on this show. Yeah, absolutely. And I know Kay Dykes filling in for um filling in at fullback for the Sharks. He looks a good prospect, but um yeah, you had um you had their regular fullback back in and <laughs> they're looking pretty deadly comes finals time again. Another team I wouldn't be too happy facing. Um yeah. If, if my team were in the finals, which they aren't, but uh, yeah, wouldn't want to face them. Yeah. Broncos Thanks, versus man. Knights, 28 to 10, the Broncos over the Knights. Five tries to two, Selwyn Cobo with a hat trick, Corey Oates and Ezra Mann. Two tries to the Knights, Daniel Saifidi, Bradman Best. Broncos got back on track, Brad. I didn't think they were... Um, Overly convincing. They made a lot of errors still, um, 13 errors, and kept the Knights in the game for quite a lot of it. The Broncos scored two tries in the last 10 minutes to flatter their scoreline a bit. So if I'm a Broncos fan, I'm probably not over the moon, but at that stage, they needed to win either way. Um, I I was more paying close attention to, to Marty Martin, who I thought looked really slick for them at the back. Obviously, Cobo with a hat trick. He he made a few errors though, but um, yeah, they did what they needed to do. Yeah, I didn't really have too many notes on this one either due to the the score. But I've got yeah, Adam Reynolds looks like he's getting back to that form we saw earlier in the year. Tamara Martin look, the Broncos look more dangerous with him in there, yeah. which makes me happy as a Warriors fan that yes. he's coming here. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a better performance than um than the last few for the Broncos, but it's going to be a big test this week when they face the Storm. And I've just got on here, Knights are awful, no direction on attack, turnstiles on defence, and I'm not sure if 2023 will fare much better. Do I put my first coach to be fired prediction in now and pick Adam O'Brien? Possibly, because he's not doing himself any favours with his press conferences. And, and, no. And that. But, yeah. I think there's a lot of trouble in that organization. I don't I don't know that it's all Adam O'Brien. I think it just doesn't seem like a happy happy place there at the moment. And and no. the results are the results are sort of speaking um to that. But 
hey, again, it's making another one of my predictions look look not too bad. So <laughs> keep it going, Knights. Um, we'll move on to the Raiders versus Dragons. The Raiders getting up 24 to 22 in a very tight, intense game. Four tries apiece for the Raiders, Hudson Young, Jordan Rapana, Ryan Sutton, and Albert Hopawati. And for the Dragons, Talata Omone grabbing a hat-trick and Talata Omonga grabbing the four tries for the Dragons. Very funny. I hope you enjoyed it, Simon, if you're still there. Um, pretty much a reversal of what happened the first time these two teams met earlier in the year. Um, yeah. Dragons making a – Dragons down by – by a couple points, make a big breakout with about 20 seconds left. Um, get into position inside the 22, and the Raiders intentionally hold down the, the ball carrier. No it penalty comes. No, and it wasn't penalty worthy. Stop it's, it. It's pretty much um, the rugby league gods just reversing what happened earlier in the years. It was a square up, wasn't it? It was It was writing a wrong from earlier in the year. It was. It was a square up. Um. But yeah, I, it was an entertaining match, um, which is not something I normally say when it comes to the Dragons. Um, Amoni was electric. Ben Hunt looked solid. He kicked a 40-20 and a 20-40, I believe. Yeah, amazing. In this game, which is amazing to do in a single match. Um, one of the Dragons' better efforts, um, and they'll be disappointed not to get the win here, but they left their run in the game too late. Um, as you said, there was a controversial finish with some believing the Dragons deserved the penalty. I don't think they did, um, but I am biased. Um, <laughs> Raiders started strong but struggled again in the second half, which we used to um, we used to saying. And like Simon said, if the game had gone longer, they would have lost it. Um, but yeah, their defense um, did enough to seal the win. Um, I thought Josh Papali'i and Albert Hapawadi played really well for the Raiders yeah. too. And um, the Raiders they need to find another gear and aim to sneak into the top eight. You know, they're, they're very close. They do have a game against the Knights this week, which should help them. Um, but, you know, spoilers for the ladder later on, they're two points out of the eight. So um, they might be able to squeeze in, but um, there's some good teams at the bottom of the top eight. So, and yeah, Jack, I said neither are top eight sides. Yeah, I if, if the season ended now with them both um, not in the eight, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they've done enough for the whole of the season. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a good, exciting contest at least. Um, yeah. And, yeah, at least the Dragons showed they can score points, which some of the other teams <laughs> weren't able to. Yeah. Um, Last game. Dra Before we move oh, no, on. Sorry, sorry you want to Raiders... talk too, don't you? Oh, I have a little, have a little talk. Yeah, thanks. Um <laughs> The Raiders do have the Knights. I think they also have Manly as well. Am I right there? Um, and if Manly are losing by 40-plus points to the last-place team, I think Raiders still have a good chance, but they might still be relying on one of yeah. the other teams to lose. Raiders don't have a bad draw. Um, yeah, they have their the draw Knights. is pretty friendly. They have the Knights this week. They have Manly next week. Yep, and then Manly. in the final round, they have the Tigers. Yeah, see, that's very one. All three of those games are very winnable for them. Yeah. So hopefully, um, Simon might might get lucky, and the Raiders might win all three of those. And and uh, the hardest game out of that's Manly, and they're playing in Canberra. So yeah, and as we're about to find out in the next game, um, 
Manly aren't travelling too well at the moment. So the next game was Manly up against the Titans, and the Titans absolutely gave it to them, 44-24. to 24. Um, Seven tries to four for the Titans, Jam and Jolliffe, Jojo Fafita, Brian Kelly, Bo Furmore, AJ Brimson, David Fafita with a, a very signature try, um, fantastic try, and Bo Furmore grabbed another one. Uh, four tries for Manly, Ruben Garrick, Jake Trovovich, Brad Parker, and Tolatau Kola. Um, I certainly didn't tip this one, Brad. I thought with the season on the line, I thought Manly would would show up here and, and put in their best effort. But, mate, they got dominated. Um, I know it was Titans' home ground, but they haven't been a lot of chop this year. And they certainly turned up. I thought Tanner Boyd's really good. I I know he's a ex-Australian schoolboy number seven, so maybe the Titans, they've looked pretty thin in the halves this year. They should persist with him because I think he's been looking pretty good lately. Um, yeah, I didn't see this coming. Um, this pretty no. much ended Manly's hopes, Brad, and they were your um, premiership tip. The premiership team. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. going on? At least your predicted premiers are still in the eight. Um yeah, Tommy Tommy Turbo let me down in my predictions. Full he disclaimer. Definitely. He was meant to win everything in my predictions and he, <laughs> he didn't do well. Um, but yeah, this was the upset of the round for me. I didn't see it coming, just like you. Um, Titans were without their best player in Big Tino, and mm. they just put on a big show. Hard to pick anyone in the side that I've got here that played bad. As you said, David Fafita had his big play of the month with that great long distance try. Yep. So that's probably the last time we'll see him this year. Um, AJ Brimson was dangerous with the ball in hand. Brian Kelly was busy. Yep. They just showed up, um, which is not something they've done a lot this year. Um, hopefully, it means that they'll they could use this as a stepping stone for next year. Um, yeah, Tanner Boyd looks like he's got potential. Kieran Foran's coming in. Sam Verrills. Um, they do have some interesting um, pieces of the puzzle coming in. Um, yeah, it was a good one. Hopefully this is their last surprise because I don't want them to come to New Zealand um, with a lot of confidence. Um, but Manly, I just don't know what to say. Um, they are very poor. The rumours of infighting after the Pride jersey situation yeah. may, be, may be truer than what we originally thought when we talked about it, um, as it's clear that the side's not on the same page. Um, Josh Schuster's form continues to fall. Mm. Um I don't know what's going on with him, but he needs to find his groove again because he essentially pushed Kieran Foran out of the club because he wants to be a half. And right now, I, I don't even know if I'd pick him in the 17. Um, they still have a chance of making the eight, but if this performance is any indication, I think their season's over, as you said. Yeah, it's, it's certainly looking that way. And you're right on... Um, what was his name? Schuster. Um, Schuster, yeah. yeah, he he was one of the ones that missed David Fafita too on the honors, honors ran away to the try line. So, yeah, I think maybe there is maybe a bit more to the situation there at Manly since ever since the um, uh, Rainbow Jersey saga. So, yeah, not not fun times if you're a Manly fan. I would have, you know, if I was a Manly fan, I would have been expecting everything on the line. Um, yeah, a good a good hard effort and. They just got yeah. the opposite of that. So that was the round. That's the round. Cheers for that. Richie and uh, Paul, if you can bring up our tips. Um, it was a disaster. 
a disaster this week. Um, Simon won the, the week with six out of eight, only getting two wrong, hold on, which he got Manly getting beaten by the Titans wrong and the Cowboys losing to the Roosters wrong. He picked everything else right. Um, Richie was second this week with five out of eight, um, getting the Panthers, Bulldogs, and Seagulls wrong. And then I only got 50%. Um, I was last with four out of eight. I got Panthers, Bulldogs, Cowboys, and Seagulls wrong. Um, but thankfully, I'm still in the lead. It's tightening. My, but it's tightening. I have got 114 out of 168. Richie's only two behind now and 112 out of 168. And Simon's closing that gap as well, 109 out of 168. So um, I I looked and double-checked and triple-checked my picks this week um, to make sure I don't have a, another poor week because you could pass me maybe. Um, but, yeah, before we move on, uh, if you can bring up the ladder as well, please, Paul. Um, we haven't had too many changes. Um, so... Panthers, Cowboys, Sharks, and Storm all stay the same in the top four. The Rabbitohs have gone up to fifth. Uh, the Broncos have gone up to sixth. The Eels have gone down to seventh. The Roosters stay where they are at eighth. Raiders stay where they are at ninth. Manly stay where they are at 10. Dragons where they are at 11. Bulldogs stay where they are at 12. Warriors have gone up to 13th. Knights have gone down to 14th. And then because of that big win, the Titans have finally got themselves off the last place. Unfortunately, the Tigers have sunk back down. So um, I think I looked at it, and they had best and worst positions, and they're basically 11 down are completely gone. So Manly and Raiders still have a chance. I say depending on their results this week, it will either keep them in the hunt or wipe them out completely. So um, we potentially the top eight might be how it is now, comes finals, but Mm. we will see. Um, But, yeah, that was the latter. Um, Any questions from anyone, Paul? Paul, Paul came and then Paul left. There we go. You're back now, Paul. Am I? Okay, good. Uh, no, we did, we, we've kind of uh, handled all the comments as we've had them during the uh, during the show. Okay, cool. Nice. Um, so I'll go with my one first. Mine's a bit quicker. Sure. Um, so see, we're getting close to finals footy now. Who do you have as your smoky to take out the comp? All right. So this is presuming, it. in my mind, I think the Panthers are still a firm favourite. Um. So outside of them, Melbourne, I always sort of put up there as, you know, uh, having every chance to win the premiership. So if I'm going to talk Smokies outside of those two, we mentioned the Rabbitohs earlier, but I'll I'll probably have to give you a couple because I think also the Sharks look every chance. uh, They have the roster to do it. They have, I think they've got great coaching this year and they're just winning a lot of games. So... Um, yeah, they're my two. I think Sharks and Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs just seem to be on a run now that they've got Latrell back. Cody looks a different player with them there. Um, they're putting a lot of teams away, so I don't think they're going to be a team that somebody wants to come up against in the finals. So they would be my two Smokies. Yeah, so um, my Smokies are Rabbitohs and Cowboys. Um Okay. So those are my two outside of the normals. But um your question for me. And um while we're while he's doing that, um Simon, if you can send through your picks, please, so I can write them down. Um but yeah, your question to me. All right, my question to you, we've had 
a few big name players now declaring themselves available for selection for Samoa for the upcoming World Cup. Um, with that in mind, can you see them being a threat to the big teams come the World Cup? I know you like to support Tonga outside of the Kiwis as well. So, do you think they can or will outperform Tonga, um, who would be a big rival of Samoa? Um, I think they'll be competitive. I don't think they'll beat Tonga. Um, they the one thing they have is they have halves where the Tongans yeah. don't. Um, but that Tongan team is stacked. Um, so I think they're going to be competitive, a lot more competitive with these guys coming in than they would have been. Um, you know, you think their front row, um, Marty Tapao and Josh Papali'i, um, not Josh Papali'i, sorry. Um, who was it? Um, Polo. Um, I forgot already. See, I don't it's, care about it's, it's potentially going to be both of those guys, Brad. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. Uh, junior pilot, but you think even if they can get Josh Papali'i as well, so you have um, Tapao, Paulo, Papali'i as your prop rotation, that's pretty deadly. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, but I still have my money on it being Australia, New Zealand or Tonga that are the, the big the big winners at the end of the day. Um, what about you, though? You, you're someone, though, so you're biased. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think someone might might do Tonga. Hopefully they come up. Hopefully they come up against each other. I haven't actually had a close look at the draw, but how good would that be if those two teams ended up meeting um, in a World Cup? That would be amazing. But yeah, it's hard to look past. Obviously, Kiwis in Australia. Yeah, and um, after the NRL season's finished, I'm sure we're going to have a a preview show of the World Cup where we can go over the draw and potential matchups anyway. So mm. look forward to that in a couple of weeks. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was our questions. We may as well go into round 23. Simon still hasn't sent us his picks yet, but I'll get yours and um, hopefully he sends them through soon. Um, but oh, yeah, um, he said he, he said, put the tips up earlier. Um, he's gonna, yeah, I couldn't see them. Um, I'll see if I can scroll up. Or can you find them for me, Paul, while we're going through? Um, first up on Thursday, though, we have the Rabbitohs and Panthers. I've picked the Rabbitohs. Who have you picked? I, I was gonna pick the Rabbitohs, you know, I'm gonna stick with the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs. Um, next up, we have the Cowboys Warriors. I've gone with the Cowboys, yeah, Cowboys. <laughs> so, you're just gonna copy me again. I see, I didn't want it? to. <laughs> I want to meet um, you. <laughs> the, the final game on Friday is Broncos Storm. I've gone with the Storm. Yes, yeah, Storm. Yeah, Storm. Uh, next up, we had Eels Bulldogs. I've gone with the Eels. I think they're going to be fired up after being held to zero. I would love to pick the Bulldogs, but I'm going to go to Eels. All right. Seagull Sharks. I've gone with the Sharks. Sharks for me. Right, so we're going exactly the same so far. Roosters, Tigers. I've gone with the Roosters. Yep, has to be Roosters. Roosters. Dragons, Titans. Um, I have gone with the Dragons. Hurts me to my core. Then I'll go Titans. <laughs> there we go. There's our different match. And then the last game is Knights, Raiders. Um, I've gone with the Raiders. Yep, Raiders. Raiders. And um, I'll, I'll put in Simon's picks when I when I find them. Um, yeah, I can't see them. 
Oh, yeah, it, maybe you didn't put the comments on here, Simon, because I can't see them in our comments. So if you can throw them up again, it'll be great. But um, before we go into Super League, the uh, NRLW starts up this week as well. And um, we've got the, the three games we've got on Saturday. We've got Eels Roosters. Sunday, we've got the Dragons Titans and Knights Broncos. So um, it's good, be good to have those games back. I think the Knights yeah. are probably going to be the dark horse um, with Muggy um, Boyle. Boyle. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it should be good. And um, we'll go into some Super League now um, while we're waiting for Simon. Um, St. Helens extend their lead at the top of the ladder, being the only top four side um, to win this round. Um, Wigan stay second, Uddersfield stay third, and Catalans stay fourth. Um, Wakefield defeating Wigan, unfortunately. Um, sees them put a, a four-gap um, between them and Toulouse, which should see the French side relegated now. So um, the scores we had there were um, Warrington defeating Toulouse 32-18, um, Castleford defeating Catalans 18 to 8, Leeds defeating Hull KR 28 to 20, Salford defeating Uddersfield 33 to 16, St. Helens just scraping through against Hull FC 60 to 6, and then um, Wakefield defeating Wigan 30 to 12. So I'm um, wow. quite, quite surprising seeing um, yeah. three of the top four losing all in the same week. Um, but round 24, we've got Uddersfield versus Castleford. Um, Hull FC versus Wakefield, Leeds versus Warrington, St. Helens versus Hull KR, Wigan versus Toulouse, and Catalans versus Salford. Um, so, yeah, I think Toulouse is done. And uh, Simon has now got his picks through. Um, bless you. So um, Simon has picked um, the Panthers to beat the Rabbitohs. Um, he's picked the Cowboys to beat the Warriors. Uh, Storm to beat the Broncos. Eels to beat the Bulldogs, uh, Sharks to win, uh, Roosters, Dragons, and Raiders. Nice. So, Richie, you and I are the same by the Dragons-Titans game, and Simon is different to us on the Panthers game for me and the Dragons-Titans game for you. So um be interesting. Hopefully I've done enough with my picks. Um well, anything else you guys want to add? Cheers for adding that in there, Simon. Um it helps me out keep on track of everything. Um anything else you want to add, Richie, before we go? Not a lot, mate. As always, thanks to everybody for chatting some footy with us. It's always fun. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Brad. Yep, sorry, I just dropped my pen. Um <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, thank you everyone for joining us again on the standoff with Brandon Ritchie. For your weekly update on rugby league, tune into the show next week at 8 pm here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me again, Richie, and for Cheers. your help in the background, um, Paul, and for all the comments, everyone. So, um, good night and hope you have a good weekend. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 